Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 1 Thessalonians 3. Have you ever found yourself thinking a thought that goes along these lines? If I can just survive this week or this month, you know, you've scheduled too much or there's something really difficult going on at work and you're just thinking, if I can just make it through this week. Now, usually when we say that, even if we're thinking in terms of if only I survive, we're probably being a little bit dramatic. Most of the time, if not all of the times that you have thought that in your life, you were not actually concerned about literally surviving the week. Maybe if you've battled a serious illness or something like that, maybe there have been points where that has been the concern. But for most of us, most of the time, we're not actually worried about our survival. Uh, We're just saying, man, if I can just make it through. And sometimes we start even using what's almost become cliche. Well, you know what? Instead of just trying to survive I want to thrive, right? I don't want to just get through it. I I want to do well. And that may be cliche for some of the ways we think about things today, but that is basically the essence of what we're going to see Paul praying for the Thessalonians here in 1 Thessalonians 3. He doesn't just want them to survive. He genuinely wants them to thrive in their faith. And he is praying to that end. And the chapter breaks down kind of neatly into three parts. And the first part is really the concern that he has. And again, like we looked at yesterday, the the love that he had, tenderness like a mother, directness like a father, saying that they were his glory and joy. Uh, that, That bleeds into chapter three, where he says, therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind to Athens alone. And we sent Timothy our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ to establish and exhort you in your faith that no one be moved by these afflictions. So he's saying uh, we, we couldn't take it anymore. And this letter seems to be written pretty recently after the church has started. If you just look at a map even of modern day Greece, basically they've just worked their way down. They were up in Thessalonica and now they're down at Athens and they can't stand it, that they need to know how the Thessalonians are doing. And why is that? It says in the end of verse three, for you yourselves know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass and just as you know. So, Part of what we should see in Paul's concern here is, again, the carryover of the love and the concern that he has for others, something we should seek to emulate. But we also see something that we should expect for ourselves and expect for others. Our faith will not go unchallenged. There will be testing. There will be persecution. There will be something that tests our faith. And Paul is Dying, it seems to know, how is it going with the Thessalonians? And I need someone to go check on them and to encourage them. 
So that should set your expectations. If you think, hey, I made a profession of faith in Christ. Now, you know, I'm just going to kick my feet up and enjoy the ride to heaven. There is going to be opposition. Your faith will be tested. And let's say you're discipling someone and someone makes a profession of faith in Christ. You should be ready. That faith is going to be tested. And I have a concern for that person to continue in the faith, even when their faith is tested. And you see, again, he could bear it no more. He needed to know how they were doing. So that's the first part, the concern. The second part really is the good report. Timothy uh, comes back and brings, it says there in verse six, good news, good news of their faith and love and reported that you are always, that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you. And Paul is saying, oh, what a comfort that is. And I love how he puts it in verse eight, for now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. Paul's saying, man, what really makes me feel alive is knowing that you are continuing in the faith, just like we hoped you would in in light of the warnings that we gave you. And now it's uh, overflow of thanksgiving and joy in verse nine that then leads to prayer. And part of the prayer is that they would be reunited, that Paul could see them again face to face. It seems that even the time that they did have together was shortened by persecution. So, Your faith will be tested. The faith of anyone you are discipling will be tested. And there is the question, will your faith survive? Will your faith pass the test? But then we're going to see now as Paul prays for them, his goal for them is not merely that they would survive and that their faith would endure and that they would just barely make it. He is really praying that they would spiritually thrive. And let's highlight the ways that he asks for that to happen. In verse 11, it says, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. So there we see kind of the first thing Paul is praying for, again, is that reuniting. He wants to see them again. He's praying that God would direct their ways to them. But then spiritually, we see two main requests. And these are ways I think you should pray for yourself. You should pray for anyone that you are investing in or discipling today. And the first of these ways is love. Paul prays that they would increase and abound in love for one another. So you see the goal for Christians should not merely be, let's not hate each other. The goal is that we would be abounding in love for one another and for all. Uh, That's a great prayer for your own heart today. God, do I really love those around me? God, help me to grow in love. And let that be a reminder to you, do not settle in this realm. Never, never Get to a point in your Christian life where you think to yourself, I'm really nailing this love thing. I've got this love thing down. Because so many places we will see in the scriptures, it exhorts us to abound still more and 
more. Um, So that's something you should pray for today. The other request is that God would establish their hearts blameless in holiness. He doesn't want them to compromise with the world. And we'll see a bit more of these things in chapter four, where again, he will talk to them about love and he will talk to them specifically about sexual immorality and abstaining from sexual immorality. But here we see the broader terms of blameless in holiness. And that's another thing where sometimes we, I think, settle. Uh, well, you know, I'm not committing adultery. I'm not committing murder. I'm not committing tax fraud. I'm not committing any of the big sins. So I'm, I'm holy, but we have to remember how scripture calls us to be holy because God is holy. If we really understand the holiness of God, we will know that there is always room for us to grow in holiness. And if our goal truly is to be blameless in holiness, we will not merely settle for avoiding what we think of as the big sins. We will strive more and more to live for God and to be holy as he is holy and to look like Jesus Christ. That should be our goal. Your, your goal for this week should not be, well, let's avoid hating other people and let's avoid the big sins. The goal for this week should be, how can I love people more and more? And how can I be more and more like Christ and holy as he is holy? So here in this concern that Paul has for a very young church, we see some things that we should be seeking today, both for ourselves and in those that we are discipling, that our goal, our desire should not merely be to survive where we should really seek to thrive, and in particular here, thrive in love for others and thrive really in our pursuit of holiness. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.